0: Works of the flesh refers to that which is produced by a power that you and I possess. And fruit of the Spirit is, refers to that which is produced by a power that we do not possess. And what Paul is saying is this, that if you bring your life under the, in submission to the regulation and control of the Holy Spirit, then your life becomes an instrument in which and through which the Spirit of God produces fruit, His fruit. So that your life in essence becomes the branch on which the Spirit of God produces fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. Now watch this carefully. The fruit of the Spirit in the book of Galatia, the fruit of the Spirit in the New Testament idea and thought, is nothing less or nothing more than the nature of the life of Jesus reproduced. So that what he's saying is this, that if you bring your life under the regulation of the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit will reproduce in nature the life of Jesus Christ in you and through you. And this... Uh, statement concerning the fruit of the Spirit is, is divided into three groups of three. There's a threefold direction of influence. It relates to God. It relates to others. and relates to self. I want you to just review them with me. There is love. He produces love, agape, in your life. Now that's not some shallow sentimentality or reciprocated benevolence. Its highest expression is 1 Corinthians 13 and its highest embodiment is Jesus Christ. If you want to know what the Spirit of God produces, you get on your knees and you read 1 Corinthians 13 and you read the Gospels and see what Jesus was like. There it is embodied. And there is joy. And that joy is so deep that its springs, regardless of the adverse circumstance, could not stop its flow. It's well so deep in the grace of God. It's not happiness. It is something that's so grounded in the grace of God that, that persecution couldn't drive it from the early church and imprisonment couldn't deny it to the apostle. And there's peace. And that word is so related to the Christian faith that it's almost always associated with grace whenever it's used. And it refers to that feeling of the heart when one has this pervading, all pervading consciousness that his times are in the hand of God. And there's patience. It means long tempered. It means that when the Holy Spirit takes possession of a man, he makes him, he changes him from a sharp tempered to a long tempered man. And that word is almost always used in relation to God as he carries with us in all of our sinning. And there's kindness and goodness, and there's synonymous terms. It means goodness that is generous and kind, faithfulness that is fidelity, trustworthiness. And there is gentleness. The word is prous. It means tender, gentle strength. Barclay was right when he said, only a man who has prowse could purge the temple of the hucksters who traded there, and forgive the woman whom all orthodoxy condemned. And there is self-control. It means that discipline of inner strength by which a man takes hold of himself and will not be carried away by every errant desire or impulse. And the Apostle Paul says, against such there is no law. What he means is that when people have these qualities of life, society has, doesn't have to have a law to protect itself against those kind of people. If you want to be like Jesus and you say you do, I want to be like him. I want to live like Jesus. I want to look like Jesus. Then how, is it, how does it happen? It happens when a person brings himself under the control of the holy spirit and the holy spirit produces Christ likeness in his life the fruit of the spirit and mac cheney the saintly man said it is not so much talented men that god uses but men so much like christ it is a life of conquest it is a life of Christ likeness finally it is a life of cooperation. Now, hang in here with me and listen carefully. There are two things as it relates to freedom, two important things. It's what God does for us. It's what I do myself. You see, it was never meant for us just to sit down, you know, and twiddle our thumbs and passively let God, you know, change us. Never, never meant to be that way. I don't think I really understood what it meant to live a spirit-controlled life until I understood that there's more to the Christian life than striving to do better. And on the other hand, there's more to the spirit-filled life than just sitting back and letting God do all the work. There is a threefold cooperation here that's essential to this life of conquest and Christ-likeness. The first is found in verse 24. How does one walk in the Spirit? The answer is by daily rejecting the demands of the flesh. Daily rejecting the demands of the flesh. Let Him remain crucified, so that I daily am to renew the crucifixion of Romans 6. Now when Jesus died on the cross, you and I died with Him. Some of us just postponing the funeral. Are you willing to be dead? Are you willing to daily say no to self, to reject and repudiate all the influences of the flesh? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to daily say no to self? You say, what does that mean? Well, let me give you an illustration guy comes in, he's worked all day, and he's tired and hungry, and he's thinking, boy, when I get home tonight, I'll bet you my wife, he had no reason to think this, except he's just, you know, hoping, and I bet she has my favorite, you know, pork chops and corn on the cob, fried potatoes. Walks in the door, honey, what's for dinner? She said, well, I've been busy all day, fix you a sandwich, you know, and the self says, Tell her to get off of her can and fix me some pork chops, corn on the cob, and fried potatoes. I deserve them. That's the self. Daily saying no to self. Or here is a here is a person who hears this juicy bit of gossip. I bet you. I bet you. I bet. I bet you she hadn't heard that. I've got something juicy, and the self says. Get on the phone and spread that. (laughs) You're pretty important. You've got a juicy bit of, that's the self, daily saying no to self. And Tozer was right when he said, watch this, we are far more ready to pray that God will give us the things that we don't have we want than to pray for God to give us power, to give up the things we don't need. Now the person who makes, who is willing to daily reject the demands of the flesh is a person who has learned to pray for God and find strength from God to give up the things he doesn't need daily. Secondly, there must be daily repentance of sin. Now you say, why do I have to repent daily? Because you sin daily. Why do I have to repent every day? Because you sin every day. And how is it that we're going to walk in the Spirit of God when we have all of this sin building up inside and festering in there? You know? And there must be this daily Soul-washing. Tozer said, it appears to me that most Christians want to know the thrill of feeling right, but they don't want to endure the inconvenience of being right. Can I say that again? The problem, he said, of most Christians is that we want the thrill of the, uh, uh, the joy of feeling right, but we don't want to endure the inconvenience of being right. And the inconvenience of being right involves daily repentance of sin. When I was pastoring out in Seminole, Texas, I had this little lady in my church that kept everything. It's, true, it's a true story. I mean, little Trails. In a right market, trails through her house. And not 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 rooms, just just little trails. It's the most unique thing I've ever seen. She had magazines and newspapers, and I mean, she'd go to the store and get sacks, you know, in the groceries. She had every sack. She had sacks when Coolidge was president of the United States, and had his picture on. No, but not that bad. But just just everyone, and she she had balls of string, and yarn. I haven't seen her in about. Thirteen years. I bet if I went to her house, there would be this big, huge ball of string, just kind of bulging out. You know, the 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 the, 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 the string that ate Seminole. Just, just big old balls of string and pushing out the walls and out, out the roof and out the windows. You know, just keeps everything, just clutters up, just builds just trails of it. You you know the picture. How do I live? How do I walk in the Spirit? I begin, I begin to confess the sins in my life. That's painful. It's inconvenient. It's time-consuming. Not only is there the daily repentance of sin, but there must be the daily response to the direction of the Holy Spirit. And he says in verse 18, those who are led by the Spirit, it's used of a shepherd who leads his sheep along. Now, the whole, I think sometimes we want God to forcibly take all the desire. God will never do that. He's given that desire or the allurement to use a God-given desire in a God-forbidden way. he will make us behave. He'll never do that. But He will lead us, responding to the Holy Spirit's guidance and leadership and direction. And when you do it, and when the Holy Spirit says, take this, you take it. Fine-tune to His voice, and you begin to discover the joy and the thrill, every act and every decision on the basis of hearing His will in the matter. Our English language is so impoverished. Two words, two Greek words for walk. Verse 16. You see the same English word, walk. They're totally different. Now watch. Word walk around, it's to mean it means to live, walk around. Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. That's a different word. It means it's a military term. It's a picture of a group of soldiers that are brought back in line. Now, this is what he's saying. Related by the Holy Spirit, you've got to stay in line. I'm going to lead you simply, plainly is that. Now, when the high priest consumed, as that fire consumed that sacrifice, log on the fire, as it's burning, it'll fall. And so the high priest would go, and, and these flesh hooks were 2 prong like things, and they would take those flesh hooks, and they'd... And sometimes they would take bonds and those bonds, those ties, those cards were by here. He understands Jewish practice. What he's saying is in line, you stay on the altar. And you walk. Now we come to an invitation today that every born again believer here today experiences not living the life That he was meant to live when he was saved. And he tries. And he makes all these decisions. And he, sometimes, as the life that stays free from sin, is a life. And we allow ourselves to be so regulated by his cooperation where I daily resist with him. I want to ask you to come in simple faith to the power that you do not And that is the power to make you a new creation. And surrender your life to Jesus Christ in faith and ask Him to come into your life and transform you and change you, give you a new nature and a new heart. It's called conversion, regeneration, new birth it comes about when you just submit yourself to Christ to the Holy Spirit's work regeneration I want to ask you to do a second thing this morning I want to ask you to begin to line yourself up with God the plumb line of the, of the indwelling Christ to bring yourself in line with Rededicate yourself to the Lord. Recommit yourself to Christ. Realize you can't win the battle. If you don't have the power to do it. Repent of sin. Come by faith. To receive His new work. Of restoration. Revival. Some of you may need to join the church. After I've led us in prayer. Mark will lead our choir and song. We invite you to come. Pray with me. Father, we thank you that there are two works of salvation. The work that sets us free and the work that keeps us free. And we realize that the emphasis, strangely enough, is on the second work. That's where most of us have need today. Now, Father, I pray that we'll come today to the place where we can submit ourselves to the regulating and controlling work of the Holy Spirit to begin a new walk, that walk in line with God, with the Holy Spirit, with your will. We've drifted away. We've gotten out of line. We've broken rank bring us back the discipline of our life and the determination of our life we'll keep ourselves in line we pray that you'll speak to us now cause decisions to be made all over this auditorium publicly for I pray in Jesus name and for his sake now in a spirit of prayer you'll stand this morning and we invite you to come as the spirit of God speaks to your heart